Welcome to 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there is Eric Patterson, EPAT Golf. What up, EPAT? Same old, same old, Rick. Uh, another week by, another uh, another missed winning opportunity. Although apparently you were handing out uh, Jason Kokrak tickets. I missed that little blurb, but uh, a journeyman comes through and another fall event it's just the trend that keeps on ticking jason kokrak came up in the live chat on wednesday uh because someone messaged me and said hey i know somebody who works at shadow creek here are the guys that play there at least often and it was like woodland fowlers played there and then i think the quote was like and kokrak plays here all the time lol and i was like oh great lol like uh here's kokrak this will be great and then we were kind of looking into the recent form i was like oh that's kind of interesting i don't know how much i endorsed it but like we definitely talked about it and people were like i bet him off of that knowledge from and i was like i saw all your retweets and but it it makes some sense he's sponsored by bad mgm and mgm i guess owns or operates that course but i didn't put that picture together it's a you it was a fun got, week, though. It was. Uh, still got to get really, week. really hot to win an event like that, whether you've played it or not. Uh, I know he was putting like yeah. I think he probably had his best putting performance of his career. I would probably. venture to guess. Yeah. Um, just didn't miss on Sunday, but another fun, fun tournament. That was a uh, like I mean, Shadow Creek was a pretty much perfect event, like a like a perfect venue for a seventy-eight man event, just like what it was in Vegas. It was. It was good. I enjoyed it. Outside of the pace of play, which I guess I don't really care about. Like I'm, I'm following golf all day long anyway. So like, I don't really care if it takes these guys four and a half hours or five and a half hours. Uh, besides pace of play, it was, it, it was awesome. It was cool. Yeah. There's a few guys who talked about the pace of play and just maybe like impacting play, like in terms of their performance or ability to focus, which that kind of bothers me when someone walks off the course and just said like, man, it was brutally slow on the back nine and like tough to kind of keep that rhythm going. I think Xander said it, maybe JT, I want to say said it as well, but um, yeah, it, we, we don't see it at home, but it does suck to see them like laying down on the fairways waiting yeah. for guys to clear greens. But the thing is, so yes, it sucks, but every, it, everyone's impacted the same way, right? It's not like some of these guys no, aren't yeah. impacted by it. What I thought was actually even more impressive to that point was uh, they were playing in threesomes and Zand, it was Xander, Kokrak, and, and Day. Day. Is that yeah, right? Day yeah, withdrew, so, Day so, withdrew. They... so now they're in a twosome. Now it's just the two ball and it's already slow. So those guys really had to be engaged the entire time, taking their time. And they were like some of the best rounds we saw on Sunday. Yeah, they, they did. They did. As soon as Day withdrew, I was like, man, because I knew Xander said what he said. And I was like, this, this might, this might end his chances here. But I just found it. I think someone was asked the question about maybe Shadow Creek could host a like a full field event. Like mm. I think maybe Bubba Watson shot that down and said, man, we could barely get 78 guys around this place because of, I guess it's just like, uh, you know, three off the T city. We saw some, some yeah. terrible off the T numbers with guys. So many, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. I should know this. I'm a golfer provisional provisional. Every guys are hitting the, yeah, they're losing balls all over the place. It just, definitely slowed it down and when you got to find your ball in the rough all the time like yeah. that video of rory and, and kepka <laughs> scurrying through the the, <laughs> the the most ridiculous video like that i don't know what sport that they were playing there but uh yeah it was a it was a slog for those guys but i mean the, the golf was still good a couple of news items out this week the hero world challenge officially canceled I, I, is what it is yeah <laughs> yeah my is the same week so we still got golf uh we're never gonna skip a week it seems but 
yeah, I don't, I'm not worried that the hero is not happening. Uh, makes sense. It's, you know, I guess, well, I guess, um, where's, where's, where's Albany, the Bahamas, right? Yeah. I don't know what their current restrictions are, but they're going to go to Mexico the same week. I, I don't mind missing an 18 man field or whatever. Like it, it's all good. Right. And Tiger probably just said, I'm done. I'm done after the masters. I'm shutting down my tournament. I don't want to play it. Um, Additionally, the lineup came out for the match three, 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 three. Um, here it is. Peyton Manning and Steph Curry will play Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley. Eric, have we have we jumped the shark at this point? Is it is the match like it might what be are we, dead? What are, what are we it doing? It might be dead. I don't like this. Is I thought they might bring in different pros. Like yeah. a Justin Thomas or Ricky Fowler. Yeah, someone who's legit good. Um, to bring in Barkley, who's now paired. Oh, I just spilled my water. Uh, right. To bring in Barkley, who's now paired with Mickelson, like <sighs> just like it just seems like an entertainment. Pro- it's not a golf anymore. Like it's not like a competitive golf match. It doesn't seem. It's just four amateurs going at it. Oh, Mickelson's not an amateur, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So if they're gonna do this, it it, it better be fun. Right. Like they better pull out all the stops on, uh, you know, the heads, you know, the earpieces, the mics, this, the, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the format is. I don't even know if they've announced the modified format. alternate shot. Okay. Which, so that's where everybody which, hits their drive and then they figure out which one they want to use. And then they yeah, have an alternate so shot like Barkley's ball is going to matter a lot, which is, I, that is the, maybe the only part that's interesting because Mickelson's going to be hitting some wild shots. If Barkley can't can't find the face, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. It I might mean, like this might be good for nine holes. Like eighteen holes might be too much. Yeah, there's. Um, I would rather see them. So Steph Curry is like an executive producer for Holy Moly. Have you ever seen that? I have not. All right. So American. for those who are un. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys might not get it. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of Holy Moly, which is a great name by the way, it is like an extreme mini putt 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 mini golf game. Uh it's basically wipeout plus mini golf, right? So it's like, there's all these obstacles and it's really crazy. And they play for like 50 grand or whatever. And it's just like regular people. Like my wife could go on the show, right? Like, it's not like, did you not, you shared a clip of this recently where yeah. someone like the ball, it was That's an insane one. pot, like banking off all these, all these walls. And it ended up like a fraction of an inch off the cup. Yeah. That's the one. This girl okay, got yeah. absolutely it look exciting absolutely robbed for like 250 grand that 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 cup was tilted there's no way yeah, like the little like in. the rug was just like slanted like there's no way it was going in yeah. with any pace yeah so anyway so steph curry says executive producer of that show i would rather see them play like nine holes of that maybe than i would uh like at least i feel like that would be we, now that we're in entertainment world right like let's just do that like i, I don't think people are tuning in to watch like there's a big steph curry is very good at golf there is yeah. a big difference between him as maybe a scratch golfer and what Phil is and what Tiger is, which are probably what plus five at this point, like whatever they are. Like it's a big difference. And I'd almost rather just go full entertainment and do holy moly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like I said, I'm I'm surprised they they went this far to the entertainment product where you're gonna have you're gonna get try to get casual sports fans to watch Charles Barkley play 18 holes of golf. I just don't think it's really gonna hit home the way they, the way they hoped. And it's yeah, it's venturing into a, a hit and giggle, like a not serious, nothing 
no good golf really to be excited about but i will watch just to see how it unfolds obviously it's I'll, I'll, part I'll of the gig watch too yeah uh do you have you looked at the betting odds for this yet i have not i don't like i don't even know i maybe Mickels, maybe uh manning and curry are favored they are i think yeah. they'd have to be yeah so uh manning and curry minus 150 to wow. phil and charles plus 125 how about that i thought they were gonna like Mickelson being the underdog in there is kind of funny, but I thought they might do like a three on one, like better ball or that'd be cool. Like just show us how good these pros are versus I would like that more. I don't need to see Bar I don't need to see Barkley hitting important shots from the middle of the fairway. I <laughs> kudos to you think if Phil's gonna put him in the middle of the fairway. Um I I would I would rather see like three on one. That'd be cool. I think that's somewhere, yeah, you could take it. Um if you're gonna if you're gonna inject all these amateurs and skew further away from legit PGA Tour pros, then yeah, I think that's the way to do it. But I mean, match four, I'm not as excited as I am for match number four than I was for match number three. But match two was was pretty good. Um, uh, they uh, they might have peaked, and <laughs> this this series could be hitting a you know a, a wall pretty quickly. They really couldn't get Ricky Fowler or Justin Thomas or I thought JT was like he seems perfect for this Hatton, i know Hatton doesn't move the needle but would he be a hell of a it'd be a lot of entertainment he wouldn't get any yeah that, on that's box, but like that's skewing very like, golf at that point what about like i get yeah. i don't know what about we've Bud? been over this like trying to figure out who's going to be the the contestants i don't think i ever drew up one where barkley's playing in a serious team jordan spieth why not jordan spieth i could say that like yeah i don't mind that he's uh definitely does it differently he can go maybe go find it in the low key, low pressure setting of uh, the match. That's what he needs. He needs. He might not. Him. He might not want cameras on him for eighteen holes. He needs though. some confidence, just beating the crap out of Charles Barkley for eighteen <laughs> holes. Um, all right. Other news out of this week, and some news that I'd say you were a big part of, Eric. So the Houston Open, which is not next week, and it's not the week after, or is it? It's the it's the week before the Masters. Yeah, so to after the Bermuda, so not next weekend, but the following weekend. Okay, yeah. so they've announced be November. There you go. It is going to be the first U.S. tour stop that is going to allow fans back in since March. They are going to allow two thousand fans onto the grounds. You are required to wear masks, except while quote actively eating or drinking. There will be other specific guidelines. Uh, such as designated standing areas, or, or we don't know those yet. Like we don't know if there's going to be temperature checks. We don't know if there's going to be designated. Um, what were they talking about at the memorial? Like not a little like, like standing zones, like yes. limiting the limit. Like you can only have ten people in this box, and, and like, like one way walking paths or something. Yeah, the one way walking paths might get tricky, but uh, yeah, they're they've. I'm sure they'll try some of the stuff out of Bermuda, see what works, change some things for the Houston Open. Which so anyway, week. Uh, what you did is you went out and tweeted what I thought was a reasonable tweet. And you said, if I'm a top player, do you know what tournament I wouldn't play the week prior to the Masters? One with fans. And while I think most people agreed with you, uh, there was some there were some people in the, in the comments who think you are an idiot, Eric. <laughs> I got called a dumb dick, which was good. <laughs> I Hold mean, on, I got to find my favorite one. Hold on. Keep, you got to expect that from... I, you're right. Most people probably did agree. Most people probably understood where I was coming from, but other people see that I'm maybe hinting at there's a chance they could catch 
coronavirus and say, and then they relate it to the grocery store, which again, mm. I'm not comparing <laughs> how this disease travels. I'm just saying if I were not even a top player, if I'm a player in the master's field and I want to play at Augusta the following week, I would, I'd probably put myself in a bubble. I'd put Saran wrap. Like I would, I would completely isolate myself just so I know I'm going to be in that master's field. Here's, here's one of my favorites. Guess it's a good thing. You're not a top player. That's just like, Oh, okay. That sounds like pretty smart. Um, I mean, if I, <laughs> I'd play in the Houston open, let me go play in the Houston open. I'm fine with that. If you want to give me a sponsor's invite the week before the masters, I'll do it. But I just don't think yeah. if I'm again, if I'm in the master's field, I don't think the, even the slightest, slightest increase in risk is worth it to, um, to play the Houston Open. The, right. The point is, even if this makes it 1% more likely, or probably point, not even 1%, right, 0.001% more likely, if you are Rory McElroy, if you are, I mean, Brooks is DJ and Kepka are yeah, committed. DJ, yeah, right. Exactly. Tiger's so, thinking about it, he says. <sighs> I, I'd be very surprised. He brought it up, which is weird, but he's considered mm-hmm. Mickelson's probably going to play it. So, I agree. And, and we kind of talk about this even, even before the COVID era, we we've talked about, you only get, you know, if you're, if you're playing legacy golf, which is majors, right? You only get four cracks a year. And Rory hasn't won a major since what, 2014, something like that. And you, cause there's, there's so few of them. Golf is very random. There's a lot of good players. Like if you, could you imagine being Rory McElroy and not getting a chance to complete the career grand slam, um, because you came down with COVID like two weeks out or a week out, like that would be because you, because you play an event with fans. Like he, he, in theory, he could get it by going home. He could get it. This wasn't a take on how to get the virus or how dangerous it is or why I'm okay with them allowing fans if they do it properly. Like that's not, that's not where I'm coming from. If I'm a PGA tour pro, I'm not in the masters. This is maybe like a chance to win a tournament or you, you know, you got to go earn money. I'm fine with you going to play a tournament with fans, but I'm just saying, if you think you have a really good shot of playing and winning the masters the following week, I wouldn't be doing anything that would increase my chances of getting COVID. I would be ordering or getting everything delivered to my house. I'd be ordering food in like constant, like I just isolate yourself for a week and then go to Augusta. Would Okay. So let's change now into fans. Um, Say you're in Houston. Would you, would you attend this event? Uh, I don't need to go to see the Houston <laughs> Open. Seriously, um, I mean I, that's that's a, that's an interesting one. Like I probably not. I don't think I need to go. I, I'm okay with it without going. The low key thing is, uh, golf in person is not that great of a spectator sport. <laughs> like, yeah, it, like you can only watch like the one, the very specific area that is in front of you, and and the players walk past you and then that's it. And you either have to go with them and try to find a spot everywhere that you go. Uh, you, it's not like a baseball game or a football game or a hockey game where the entire action is in front of you in some way. Right. It's, it's not really a great spectator sport in general. So I'm not sure I would be like, Oh, I've got to see the Houston open in person. If you asked, there's a lot of tournaments where I probably would like anything in California, nice courses, any major, but I, I just don't, the Houston opens probably low on the list, to be honest. Uh, if, if this was for any other event, I might say yes. Cause it, it would be nice to post up on a, a par three, sit there, enjoy the day. It's like you're out in a park. There's no real difference there and just watch some golf. But yeah, I'm not dying to go to the Houston open. No offense. I believe it's at a new course, this Memorial park golf course. That's new 
on yeah the- i believe it's like a restored municipal course I think it's like downtown, isn't it? Yeah. I might be confusing it, but I thought it was like downtown. That sounds right. I think it is like pretty close to the heart of Houston. Um, I don't want to misspeak, but I think it was like renovated by someone fairly important, like a Tom Doak or uh, one of those architects that just want to show off their new course here. But um, And I think it has to do with a lot with the Houston Astros who are injecting some money into this event because they've kind of rebranded it as – um, you know, you'll see the Houston Astros colors on the T-box you know, and, and the logo is like the Houston so Astros colors. Yeah, they're intertwined with that somehow. So I'm all for fans at the event. I just, yeah, I think the added risk is something I would pass on as a, a top player. Memorial Park Golf Course. Uh, currently closed for renovation, so I guess they are in the midst of They better it. get those done. <laughs> yeah, how old? This might be old. This might be really old. I'm on a really old website here. But we were uh, talking about how uh, Russell Henley, he's not going to go be able to, this is a new course for him. He was peaking right in time for the old Houston open venue. So he's going to have to find a, find his stride at a new course and try to win for the whatever fourth or fifth time at the Houston open. Yeah. Jeez. Oh man. It's almost Russell Henley season. Lonto will be, uh, will be defending. See, like the, but these are the, the Lonto's in the master's field. He's, I don't, I guess he'll be defending, but I mean, You'd hate to see it. You would hate to see it. So golf course is closed until after the Houston Open. I mean, it is a pretty sweet logo. I'll give them that. Uh, I wanted to see like, I wanted to see like the history, but the, this these are like the word. These websites look like they were built in. I think it's a muni, so this is probably why you're getting some bad websites and not a lot of resources going into the uh, the web, the old web page. It's really, really bad. How much do you... All right, let's do greens fees. Greens fees... This can't be right. Wow, this is really good. Okay. Greens fees for... We, let's do weekend. At Memorial Park? Yeah. It's immune. I don't know. Uh, 40 bucks. Wow, Eric. $38. Good job. Hey, I'll two bucks for a pull cart. That's a good deal. <laughs> uh, I mean, this. so this is... Again, this goes back to them trying to, I guess, inter- inject golf back into the Houston city or try to try to bring public golf to the forefront interesting and this is maybe why they really wanted fans there because they are showing off you know this is the course we have downtown houston come yeah. see it, 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 it i'm all for and i'll be happy to view from uh from my living room how this all goes and it'll be it's going to be actually now okay so do you find yourself now when you watch tv and you see like people hugging or like big groups of, of things and you're like oh my gosh like when was this, yeah like, i, I was cringe i saw yeah. <laughs> i saw Kokrak come off the after oh, the win yeah, and he bro like, hugs some guys i was like ah that. jason geez careful put that guy's mask on <laughs> maybe i maybe i'm just uh living up here in my bubble here in canada and we're taking it a little too cautious but conversation for another time it'll be interesting to see yeah it'll be weird to watch with fans out there but it'll be cool um zozo tiger woods has there ever been uh i don't know if if justin wright tweeted this out or if i dreamed that he tweeted it out that like tiger is both defending and a sponsor's exemption this week everyone loves these sponsors exemptions it's crazy but it it's based on the top 60 in the fedex cups and last year was an absolute wash right kepka needed one last week he's 11th in the world Maybe it's just crazy that um, any event is based off the top 60 in FedEx Cup points. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that's kind of That's weird. one way to look at it. <laughs> um, I mean, Tiger can play in any team. He's going to get a sponsor's exemption until he can't swing a club until he's 80. So, but yeah, it is defending champ, being the defending champion doesn't get you into the field next year, which is also kind of crazy, right? 
I guess so. How many, I mean, time, how many times is a uh, that would be interesting. How many times has a player won and then just not been able to earn their way into the tournament the following year? Probably never. It would probably have to be some of these W these like limited field events though. Yeah, with really strict uh situate you know really strict strict uh like entry requirements for sure yeah, yeah. and i think um, yeah tiger tiger finished like just outside the top 60 and not many guys out inside the top 60 are skipping this week so that's just right. the breaks but yeah tiger sponsor invite sherwood country club which uh you know i'm sure at this point in the week has kind of been talked about ad nauseum but we did get a little bit more information from tiger woods in his tuesday press conference he mentioned that the greens have been uh changed more member friendly which i think is hilarious that just means easy it means flattened out it means taking out a lot of the break uh he also described it as soft which i thought was interesting considering uh, it's southern. They must be putting a lot of water on it because I'm like an hour away, and it's. You see how soft? Well, <laughs> the greens were firm last year, but or last week, but the the rough and the fairways seem pretty soft in uh, in Vegas, which is yeah. the desert. So you don't really expect that. But these guys can pump water onto a course and soften it up. As the week uh, has moved on, and especially with the five par fives, like now I'm starting to think that the winning score is going to be something real low. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the same Sherwood that was creating like 13 under winners, which right. is crazy to think about that with five par fives and um four rounds at five par fives you you have a 13 under winner but this seems like a course that's gonna get pretty much dismantled by these guys uh looking back at the cj cup we actually did pretty good eric so i was proud of ourselves yeah we made a decent little run so let me pull up the the money here so sleepers were bubba watson and russell henley which uh Bubba finished T7, Henley finished T3, so pat ourselves on the back. Top 10, you had John Rahm, who finished T17, so you do not check that one off. I had Matthew Wolf, who finished uh, DFL almost, almost. last. So yeah, 73rd, so we go 0 for 2 on top 10s. But our one and duns, uh, I had Xander, which was a milli, and you had... That's nice. Yeah, baby. And you had Morikawa, who... Uh, looked much more like himself, finished T12 and got $190,320. Pretty good. Not a bad week. Yeah, the uh, Wolf, we'll get to Wolf, but that was, uh, that was a strange one. What, what, what are, what happened? Okay, one, he lost seven, he lost seven <laughs> strokes around the greens. He I don't know if that's lost balls tee, or, he? yeah, he lost four off the tee, which uncharacteristic. I think last week was, there were some weird off the tee numbers, so. A lot of lost balls. If you, if we rewound three years, to, like three years ago in the DFS world, uh, he would be toxic this week. I, I'm already starting to think he's going to be popular again. I think people have gotten like a bit more of like, oh, forgiven. For, remember, miscuts used to be, you'd have a guy. Axe him. Uh, axe him. You cannot yeah, play him. Think about it. And then now we had Webb Simpson who missed the cut at some event that he was the most popular golfer in the field. Like Colonial maybe? Maybe. And then he was also the most popular guy the next week, which, I, yeah. which would never have happened a couple of years ago. So how do you combat that? How do you, I don't know, like maybe you just, maybe people are more forgiving on missed cuts instead of like top, you know, coming tied for 55th. Like that's a it bad is, performance. It is, yeah, it is almost, it is almost like, oh, you had two bad holes and missed the cut. I forgive you. Instead of you had four like kind of poor we, we saw four rounds and you just really didn't have it going yeah so maybe people are a little even like morikawa last week people were back on him a little bit after yeah. his miscut at summerland he missed back to he missed two in a row he missed two. yeah yeah so 
people are, I guess they are learning to forgive and forget a lot quicker with the miscuts or the, I guess Wolf wasn't a miscut, but it was a bad, bad. Uh, it was, well, I mean, it was worse than a miscut. Um, I mean, so, so Wolf now, you know, we, we hear all week long about, uh, I guess uh, he's, he grew up playing right down the street or George Gankus is his coaches uh, works out of a place like five minutes away. He used to caddy at Sherwood. Like there seems to be a lot of inside information. He's a member at Wolfson now a member at Sherwood. So, yeah, so seems he's like... got some serious local ties to this area. Um, and definitely, I think he is going to garner a little more attention than I originally hoped when I started getting on him. He, his price went down his his betting number nearly doubled. Uh, just, Getting a lot of value. Like you said last week, we were buying high on him. Now we're almost buying low a week later. Yeah. Um, who else is interesting in this field? I mean, Phil's back in. Uh, should Phil just play the champions full-time and make? 300000 for another win. Just dummy old Mike Weir. Only three days. He could do that. What if he, I mean, what if he wins? I don't even know how many events are on the champions tour schedule, but what if he won like eight times a year on the champions tour? People were writing about how like he could go down as the best champions tour player ever if he just stuck to it. He has the game to, to hold up. He hits it further. He's, he seems very healthy. He could he could destroy that that uh, that circuit. Um, All the coffee, I think. This <laughs> coffee. That's you see, way. he's he's trying out a forty-seven and a half inch driver this week. And he has a. Did I see he has a two wood in the like back? Like a twelve degree fairway. Yeah, two wood. Fairway Jonathan Wall just tweeted it out. Yeah. Get out I mean, if he can hit that thing three ten, and then he he unleashes a four forty seven and a half inch driver that goes three thirty, three forty, and on the open holes, like this guy's like an old school. He's like he's just doing what Robert Bryson does, but twice his age. I'll believe it when I see it uh, on a fairway finder. First of all, <laughs> I want to see Mickelson try to swing a forty seven and a half inch driver. Okay. We think he's air it with like the forty five, forty four inch, but that, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Picks. I was going to say we should probably talk about maybe Tiger. He is playing. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you think? God, I your so, expectation. You seem deflated. My personal expectations are super low. Uh, unfortunately, Tiger does not get the benefit of low expectations. Right? Like if he plays, you expect him to contend, especially at a place he has five wins and five runner-up finishes. Finishes. Um, here, here's here's my current stance on Tiger Woods, and I think I've. This is kind of personal. Uh, I, you know, I like the data, EPAT, but I kind of go with the gut on this one. He's the perfect life hedge because if he wins, I'm thrilled. Yeah. If he wins and he gets the 83 and I lose all my money, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, it'll be fine. I don't, I think the path is so narrow for him, right? I mean, he's lost strokes putting in five of his last six starts. He's been tinkering with that longer putter so that he can practice more uh, to not great results. At this point in his career, he has one elite skill set. He, he still has it. It's it's the approach game. He's phenomenal with his irons. He's great with his wedges. He doesn't give himself enough opportunity to take advantage of it because he misses so many fairways. I was uh, going to say, like, his par three numbers are probably really good. Yeah. I haven't looked are. at them, but that's just take the driver out of the bag, just eliminate and just one, one iron shot, and he's good. So then also um, – if it turns into a birdie fest, which it might, that's not where I want the best grinder of all time. Yeah, no. So, so I, so I say this, you know, he has to, you know, if he hits 
a lot of fairways. And if he continues to hit his irons and wedges as he has this calendar year, and if he figures out a way to roll enough of those 18 to 20 footers in, if this turns into a putting contest, then yes. But that's three levels of ifs, and it just continues to narrow narrow the path to success for Tiger. Yeah. All right. You, you wrap that, you put a bow on that one. I don't know what else I got to say. I can just, my, my outlook is that he's here to get four rounds in and see what he has to tweak before he heads to Augusta. Cause I don't think, I don't think he's going to be, uh, if I don't think he's going to be grinding on the weekend, if he's like top 10 to try really, really try to win another Zozo when that could take a big toll on the body with, Augusta around the corner. It's a look ahead game. Um, I, I kind of asked this on the first cup pod the other day. Like if, if tiger had 19 major championships and 83, obviously you'd get to 83 because he needs four more majors. But like, if he, he's at, he's playing legacy golf right now. Right. If he, if he had, if he's achieved everything, like he'd play twice a year, he'd play Augusta and he might play like one other time a year. Right. Like he's not out he here play, for fun. Yeah. I think he would play the majors and like, the Genesis, which is his tournament. And I think that's it. Play five times. Yeah. I don't think like if he had, if he had what you just said, all the records and yeah, he's, he's done. You're just, it'd be like a figurehead at these tournaments. Yeah. Which is, I'm okay with it. If he gets there, that'd be, that'd be a wicked real run. We got to go on here. still. he better get going. <laughs> yeah. He better get going. Um, all right. What do you want to start with sleepers for this week? Let me pull up my odd sheet. Yeah. We can fire up a sleeper. Uh, all right. We said 50 to one or longer. Oh, 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 I have a guy. You want to go first? Yeah. You go first. I don't have a guy. Uh, I should have a guy. Munoz is coming. Sebastian Munoz. 90. I think one. him and Lanto are, if you interchange, uh, they may be the same guy. Like they're honestly, I, I see them on the leaderboard and I'm like, oh, Munoz or Lanto. One of them. If I see one, I know the next one's coming like real quick. And it's boom. They're like both top 10 last week under the radar. No one really thinks about him. I had to double and triple check. So when I ran all like my data feeds and pulled everything and I was like, just checking, I was like, cause I, you know, sometimes the data comes in wrong and you have to fix it. I was like, Sebastian Munoz finished ninth. No, this is wrong. Something's broken. I need to figure this out. Uh, sure enough, the guy finished ninth. I never even once thought about him all single week. He, he, uh, he, I think he was like two or three under every single round. He did nothing spectacular and he finished in the top 10, which I think is a, <laughs> that- a good sign. That's how he does it. I just right. looked at his results. He came top 10 in both in two of the last three playoff events. I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Didn't know. I had no idea. He's been good. No one pays attention to him. And he but finished yeah, like, uh, I think he finished seventh at the tour championship with, without the strokes. So everybody on. Yeah. He was, he was the one who made like, he made a huge run. He made the run, right? He was the Ches Revi from the first time we did the staggered start. So I'm going to go with Munoz. He's 90 to one. He is six to one. Uh, on his top 10 number, I've already, I've already invested in that. So he's going to be my sleeper. All right. Yours is probably going to be better than mine. I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin Nah because I just, I know he's going to be on my, one of my main DK lineups. Um, the Nah man, some, some comparable courses. I think people are bringing like that RBC heritage, colonial Muirfield, just kind of similar type of venues. Um, don't have to be long to compete here. Uh, he's popped up a little bit recently. Fifth at the Travelers, ninth at Memorial. I'll just bent grass. Give me, give me non bent, and I think he's way down there. But I might be flying under the radar a little bit. Um, 
I like it. He his his numbers actually moved. He opened up at like one fifty. I don't know what he's at. He's at one ten. I see some places now. Uh, yeah, I truth. I haven't even looked into his number because I've more so stuck to the top. But sleeper in terms of DK DFS, yeah. Okay, top ten locks. So I hate to just be like, give me Justin Thomas, but I feel like if that, if we're keeping track of this, that's probably the way to do it. Okay, I'll do I'll do. Oh no no, I'm gonna save him. I'm gonna save him. So okay, I'll do I'll do JT. And I just think that um, what we've seen from him, where he just continues to lose putting every single week and finish T12 or whatever, like the floor is so high but also the ceiling is so high is is any weird like i don't know for as great as he is he's kind of weird is that is that what he's doing is losing a bunch of strokes putting i truthfully haven't even looked yeah i mean he just he's just he's the best tee to green player uh on on tour and he's he just is a negative putter every single week i mean he won he won losing strokes at in in memphis which is yeah because really i do i remember at the i don't know if it was the bmw I guess it was last year. We were chasing it because he was putting up like five strokes gained approach every week. And we're like, he just keeps losing putting, losing putting. Yeah. And then he, you knew the wind was coming. So it almost feels like it's something similar to that because yeah, he's gained strokes on approach shots in like, I don't know, 10 straight events. Uh, uh, yeah. And he, and, and and he like, easily could have had two wins in that stretch. And, he and has he's, one. He's gained on approach in like 28 of his last 30 events like it's just he's a he's a machine and he just cannot putt it's unbelievable yeah i like that i think uh a win before the masters for jt is i have a 20 to 1 ticket on him for augusta i mean i i see his number kind of drifting almost i saw a 17 I mean, there's one book up here in Canada that does like to float a little bit higher numbers, but 17 at this point is still pretty nice. Um, he should, probably should be one of the favorites. Um, he's, he's, I've been saving him in my our big one and done for the Masters, and I think a lot of people have. But I hope you're right. Uh, I mean, it, he's also just kind of flown. I mean, he top 10 the U.S. Open. He won seven starts ago. It's just that it's just that DJ has been insane. Rom's been insane. Um, you know, there, there's just other he guys. Just, that he just of, hasn't contended since like since uh i guess august like i just haven't seen jt in like a like a final pairing right where you like oh jt's really got a chance to win this right and then xander's now going crazy so it's just there's just not a lot of shine on him at the moment all right top top 10 yeah um i'm gonna go with (laughs) i'll go off the board a little bit because i i like his chances this week i want to talk about him but bubba watson i think uh I was on him last week as my my sleeper, my dark horse. Correct. He came second in strokes gained tee to green. First. Was he I first? I th- I'm pretty sure he was first. I've been saying first all he week. He gained so 11. If, if, so. I've, if I've been wrong all week, I'd be a little upset. But maybe it depends where you're getting your data. But he, he, was ele- he gained like 11 shots tee to green. Just yeah. um, That's almost back-to-back events gaining 11 tee to green. And he came third. At, I know it's not, it doesn't mean much, but he came third at, at Sherwood in 2013. And one of the quotes that I saw about of the course is Roy McIlroy described it as all the holes are very defined and it, like it's e- almost easy to see the shot. And I think he that's kind of that. Bubba's game. Like yeah. give me, give him like hallways where he can, he knows how to hit that draw or the sling and draw or the sweeping cut. I think that kind of fits his style. So you hopefully talk, he can putt. But. You want to talk about guys that can't putt? <laughs> Bubba? This, he cannot putt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he, he lost 
nearly just a hair under 1.7 last week and finished seventh. Like that's, that's how good he was in every other aspect. It's incredible. I mean, that's what you're going to get. You just got to hope that he hits it to a 10 feet enough and gets lucky. Hey, flatter greens. We're getting flatter greens that the Sherwood course is laid out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the week. Um, I like Bubba as well. I, I actually, uh, I considered him for a one and done. I actually, um, I, I bet him and I used him somewhere else. I'm, I'm going to be passing on him in DFS if he does get popular. But Bubba, popular Bubba is usually a bad thing. Um, yeah, I think I used him in my one and done. But I think for our purposes. So here's, here's one and done. You've used Doc, Xander, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa. I've used Joel Damon, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, and then Xander last week. Uh, so I get to go first. So I, I, I forgot that I, you just reminded me that I used Bubba in the, in the run good one and done, but I actually think I want to use Patrick Reed here. So I'm going to take a lot of, there's some Reed love this week. I, I, it's a big event. He likes these events, but I just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Um, he's played wrong. He's played really well. And, and he hasn't. So, so people forget because he didn't play CJ cup. He played in Europe in his last start, which he finished third play. He was awesome. And it's just like, he hasn't been over here in a while and nobody likes him anyway. So I saw, I, I bet him at 25 to one. I'll take him here as my one. I was going to say, I think it's because like for me personally, I always think of Reed as a grinder. Give me him at a, you know, 10 under winning score, not maybe not a 22 to 25 winning underscore. I'm going to go, I was just pulling up his results. He's, he's won at, uh, He's won at 28 under, so he can, he can make birdies. He's uh, so here's, here's six of his wins are very simple. So there, there are two playoff events. There are two WGCs. There's the tournament of champions and uh, the masters, obviously. So uh, generally some smaller type fields. Some of them are guaranteeing four rounds. They're, they're deep fields. I mean, it's, it's very similar to a situation we're getting this week. All right. Well, you beat me last week. I, I got nothing to follow up. You're, you go with Reed. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Matthew Wolf. Wow. And, uh, I haven't used him in the main one. I think good bounce back spot. Like, truthfully, I think he just took last week off, played bad round one, said, you know what, guaranteed money. I'm in Vegas. Just he was laughing the entire time he was yeah. on the broadcast. I saw him. He seemed to be having a a good time. I mean, I've... to lose seven, he lost like fifteen shots. Yeah. Off the tee and around the green, which is not something I'd expect out of Wolf. I've almost, gone, almost like an off week, but we saw him play high. He had to play four rounds of golf. I've gone back and forth so much on him this week. You know, when the, when the week started, I was like, yes, like I'll, I'm usually a buy, like I forgive and forget, buy back in on him. Then I was like, wow, he's going to be popular. Maybe I'll just forget about it. And then, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I feel like every day I've been either out or back in on him and I, I, I still don't know what to do. So I, I think I, this is going to be like a good, mini case study of where people yeah. are thinking because everyone was loving him at the CJ cup. He was 10,000. He was 20 to one. People are batting on people or play him in DraftKings. He was top five in ownership. Yeah. Um, and then he, he did even, it, he wouldn't even sniff playing a good round last week. And I just honestly think it was, he lost, lost in the playoff. If he had missed the cut, we pro- it probably would be a better result. He wouldn't have had the opportunity to lose seven strokes around the green. It would have been two True. rounds of data. Like, it just it just seems like we're overreacting. Like I see minus 13 strokes total, which is 
I, I'm choosing to ignore it, and I think he's he's playing well enough at a home event. Eric Patterson, thescore.com. You know what I like about the score, and I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but I've noticed it because when I go in there and I click to see what you've written about. So I used to do the drop down, and it says all leagues, and you know it starts with football and basketball and hockey and baseball. Uh, PGA Tour used to be like the last thing on this list. They've moved it. It's now like the sixth or eighth thing on this. Are list. you? Do you go through the uh, the website? Yeah, I do. You might be one. Like, I guess <laughs> I we are. We are. <laughs> we're a big app company. Our app is. I don't know, like how intuitive the actual website is, well, but the app, yeah. I'm in front maybe of a computer. It's because, maybe it's because you're going to PGA and they just they're they're following you. They know what you like and they're bumping cool. it up. Yeah, but it used to be like with La Liga soccer. Now it was buried. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just below NCAA basketball. I could. I can. I can take that. That's cool. No. Yeah. It's uh. If you, and if you're on the if you're on the app, it'll click it and open it right to the app. So it's uh. I like what we're doing over there. There's some rumblings about legalized sports betting in Canada that's getting me just excited. Rocket ship. We're, know, it's just, just like, well, oh, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, what did oh, you the sports think? betting. Yes. What? Did, oh God, I can't believe we didn't lead with this. My bad. What did you think of the PGA Tour partnering with BetMGM and putting graphics on the telecast last week? I liked it. I honestly thought I didn't realize they were going to do it all the time. Yes. It was up there a lot. They were showing a lot of odds maybe not adding all the context. They actually showed like top Korean odds, which I didn't think they would get into. They showed a lot of three ball odds. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind it. I hope, I hope it doesn't become like a replacement for like traditional stats or like real insight of what's going on in the tournament. Instead, they just throw up a graphic and say, this is what they talk about. I don't know. It was a lot. I liked it, but it was a lot. I was stunned at how many different unique things they put up. So they had the live odds for the scoreboard. They had uh, for, they had, for Coke Rack to make a birdie on 18 and par and all that stuff. What else did they have? They had one where it was uh, Will Terrell Hatton birdie number 17 all four rounds. Because he, I think it was the uh, one of the rounds on the weekend. They're like, he's birdied it the last three days. Can he, can he do it? I'm like, that wow. is extremely random odds. Yes. Like no one's really, I don't know people who are betting those. So I'm, I'm very happy and impressed and pleasantly surprised that they jumped into all this different stuff. Like to, the nationality stuff's really good. That's a very, it's very easy to figure out. It's very easy to just place a bet on. You get good odds. I think that they should stay with that stuff too. Uh, they, they've got to do context better, which we knew, right? We, we knew, and, and there's an education process, but uh, it's one thing to just be like reading the odds. Oh, Russell Henley is now plus 400. All right, we're going to go to commercial and we'll be back. Like, yeah, they just show it and leave it. It's like, what can I do with this? But right. I honestly think, it seemed like it would be great as a secondary feed. Like if I'm, I can't imagine watching that as a non-sports better and being like, what is going, there's the only, their only thing they're talking about right now is sports betting. Like I want, I'm here for the golf. I'm not here to bet. It's almost like there should be in the future. There's maybe going to be an option where you can click on your TV or remote and say, I want yeah. the sports betting feed. And they give you all the odds and that, that type of data. I just think it would have been very easy to say, Russell Henley's plus 400, meaning if you bet 100 on him right now, you'd get 400 back. Or when I thought it was an important critical moment when they finally showed the live scoreboard and Xander was like minus 125. And that was an opportunity to be like, that means like he's now a favorite to the rest of the field, right? Like, and it's, and it's lay 125 to win. Like, I thought that was a critical moment and they missed it, which, you know, it's the first time it's all good. Everybody's still trying to figure it out. But like, there are certain moments that, 
um, I think I think they need to do a better job. And there was also one, I think it was the end of round three, where someone was in the clubhouse at like minus nine, I want to say, maybe Jason Day, and he had higher odds than someone who was below him on the leaderboard. But mm. so like there was an opportunity to explain like, listen, they got, this guy's got three holes left. He's at minus eight, but he's got two par three. So therefore he's got a, still got a, in theory, a better chance of winning or making up ground. It just like, and intuitively it doesn't just, people would expect to see the leaderboard and the odds kind of line up with their score, but right. there's an opportunity to explain. I don't know. Early on, they were showing like Tyler Duncan, like plus fifth, five plus 5,000. And he was in second. Like people are probably like, Oh, I'm going to go bet Tyler Duncan. <laughs> just, yeah. Great bet. Great maybe bet. show opening odds. I don't know. I can't. <sighs> It was just, it seemed like a lot. It was a good step in the right direction, but it was, it was a lot. They'll, they'll figure it out. It's all good. They'll, they'll figure it out. But I was pleasantly surprised. So kudos to the telecast. Who was it? It was NBC, right? Your golf channel. Yeah. Golf channel. Before we go here, Phil Mickelson is scheduled to play next month's Houston open, but might change after officials announce the event will include a limited number of fans quote. I'm unsure and don't want to take any unnecessary risks. And Mickelson's one who like he plays before every major. So EPAT golf was right. <laughs> little tip of the cap to you. I love it. Uh, you can find Eric's work on the score. You can follow his tweets at EPAT golf. You can follow me at Rick run. Good. This has been 300 yards to unknown. Catch you next time.